I'm Laura Ortiz, and I've decided that I'm one of the new hosts of Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I'm also known as Benedict Cumberpatch. We will begin a mass invasion. We'll tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It will make us guilty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that you've been guilty of witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? <clears throat> we cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to bring your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Bye bye Saturday night. Good evening, everybody. It's TalkCast 176, and in the spirit of 1776, which it, it isn't, but it could be, we're going back to Boston. Uh, it's our annual Back to Boston Comic Con preview show. So joining us at the halfway point tonight will be Colin Solon from Boston Comic Con to talk about incredibly cool stuff that's going to be happening there uh, deep in Area 51 at the sub-level 405, past the Slauson Cutoff, behind the book-burning pavilion, I am the Dome. I'm sitting here with the usual suspects, or at least some of them again. We can't seem to get a whole cast on lately for some reason. <laughs> in the Revere Time Vortex, silent, silent soundboard vixen. No, it's violent soundboard vixen. Anything but silent. Yeah, chief architect <laughs> of all that is technical and queen of unstable petroleum byproducts, Kriana. I feel like we need to have a Dropkick Murphys episode. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We're already past St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Thank God for small favors. <laughs> Let me tell you, the one thing about green beer is that it comes Never in and mind. goes out the same color. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, that was gross. Thank you. Thank you. That was Don't gross. forget to tip your waitress. She works hard for the money. From the Four Color Vault of Comics in Manchester, New Hampshire, the woman who's both red hot and icy cold, with Barnabas the zombie cat, it is the dead redhead. I want to be Benedict Cumberpatch. <laughs> okay. It works for me. Totally works for me. As long as you do the voice of, of pretend, uh, um, you know, huh? pretend dead redhead, oh. not the actual dead redhead. We're fine. Yeah, let's hear it. Hello. Ouch. You want me to sound like I'm from Monty Python? <laughs> or yes. Julia Child from Saturday Night Live, one or the other. <laughs> Dan Aykroyd. Thank Either you. way works. <laughs> Oh, it's been an interesting week in science fiction this week. Uh, I would like to start with... You didn't say, if I may. If I may. <laughs> yes, I'd like to start with something that, that Dead Redhead brought to the table tonight. You may uh, not. Well, I'm going to. <laughs> I know. The, the Kickstarter of the week, the London UFO Museum. Now, why... What I want to start with this. Well, you know, the problem with crowdfunding. <laughs> Let's oh, really? I was going to go with an unhealthy obsession with UFOs. Well, there's that. 
We but already I, have that. We, we have that already. That. Yes. I mean, I get <laughs> redhead and I go to the Exeter UFO Festival and watch the dogs wrapped in tinfoil and have a great time. That's uh, right. <laughs> we love you guys. Well, we, we like you guys a lot. <laughs> we like you guys a lot. <laughs> um, but, you know, the London UFO Museum Project is being crowdfunded on what is, I think, the second biggest crowdfunding website, not Kickstarter, but Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. And with only 11 days left, they've got 60 bucks. <laughs> And they have of, two funders. <laughs> of the necessary $970,000 goal. I think it's safe to say they They're not it. going to make this. But, you know, they have a really cool logo. They've got a great logo. I mean, it yeah. looks like something out of Doctor Who or, or Torchwood, doesn't it? I, it's, got a, it's got the UFO, it's got Big Ben, it's got the eye, and I'm not quite sure what that is in the middle. I guess that's Westminster Abbey, maybe. Or uh, uh, a TARDIS with a scoop on top. I'm not Something sure. Like that, coming out of the UFO. So it's a great logo, but yeah. um, apparently nobody is taking this very seriously. Apparently nobody gives a damn, which is a shame, <laughs> actually. Uh, and it says they have T-shirts and tote bags and... And hats. Stuff. I mean, they haven't printed them up yet because they're going to have a crapload warehouse full of them. I mean, <laughs> The problem is with with crowdfunding is that you it's not like you know you're walking around with a hat and and at a, a church social going you know give me five bucks for a pie I mean these are people who evidently thought this was a viable concept but have clearly missed the concept of how to do crowdfunding yes the whole crowdfunding implies there must actually be a crowd be a crowd <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That being said, did you talk about my other Kickstarter? I have not talked week? about it. I, I actually, we were going to talk about it last week, but when you weren't on the show, we decided to wait so that Aww. you could You're so sweet. It, my, is, it is, unfortunately, it's over now, though. Yeah, I know. Um, you know. So, I, something you really wanted to talk about. So, If please. you want to get in on this action, kiddos, you're shit out of luck. <laughs> I can say that because we're unrated. You can. So but did they already take care of Cobra Island? Maybe. No, 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 no. Oh. It wasn't. It okay, wasn't never mind. Commander Cobra. Okay. Or was it? No, Go ahead. no, it wasn't. Um, <laughs> what it is is creepy puppets. What is better than creepy puppets? I challenge <laughs> oh. you to tell me something creepy that's better. Creepy marionettes. Good, because this is those. Yeah, I don't like those marionette things. They make me, they really creep me They're out. They're so, well, but don't these you, are going to do it too. Don't you like being creeped out though? This is, this is like so creepy. Um, last year, about this time, I saw the trailer for a movie called, what was it called? The Narrative of Victor Carlock. Oh, yes. And it was about, um, creepy sea exploration there were ghosts involved. It ran through the film festivals. I still haven't actually seen the whole thing, but I will be soon. <laughs> the trailer, however, was so freaking phenomenal. And, and you can actually see the trailer. It's on Vimeo and on the Kickstarter page, which there will be a link. It's just this amazing, ridiculous, creepy puppets. Amazing, 
ridiculous creepy puppets. And they the way that they move is is literally ridiculous. So Victor Carlock took place underwater and you believe that they're underwater. And it's all like real time. They're yeah. they're they're not like I don't know that they're stop motioning anything. No, it, it's all they all shoot it real time. And yeah, occasionally you can see the wires, but I think that makes it creepier. Because yeah. these puppets yeah. they they look like people on strings. Oh. And uh, oh they are so creepy, yet awesome. <laughs> Awesomely creepy. They're awesome. It's like I'm so creeped out, but I can't stop watching this. <laughs> so this same, same guy he has there, there, I was say very little creeps me out, but there are certain things like the like when I watch magic with Sir Anthony, the the movie magic off of the oh, book Sir magic. Yeah. Oh, creepy! That damn ventriloquist yeah. dummy is just. Ugh. For me, the original Night of the Living Dead. It, as much as I've seen it like thirty times, still I can't sit through it. Uh, that's not a problem. So, the same guy. His name, however, he has an awesome name, Kevin McTurk. <laughs> How cool a name is that? It sounds like a prison name, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> or wait, the and and Nicholas Grimshaw. That's a great name. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, maybe that's the name of the main character. I think it is. Yeah. Sorry. Kevin McTurk is a creator. And the and the story is, the new story is called The Mill at Calder's End, in which Nicholas Grimshaw returns to his childhood home to unearth the dark secret of the witch of the Mill at Calder's End. Nice. And I don't even know how to tell you how cool this looks. They, they the poster for it. There's there's some concept there's a, art. The, the, there's an artist that has a raven and a windmill, and woo. and some creepy wrought iron. There's another one with, with a big skull, and and cool. some vines growing in it, and, and a creepy windmill. Um, skulls are always good. Skulls you are, like skulls. And and they have up on their Kickstarter the the concepts for the puppets. They have they have the initial sculpt of the main character's head going on and and actually all the characters they have pre-sculpted but his first film the narrative of victor carlock was like i can't even describe this it's so hard to describe but um elijah elijah wood was the voice of the main character and and the puppet actually decently looks like him and it's just it's just the way these puppets move is beyond the uncanny valley to just like uncanny it's not in a valley. It's just literally uncanny. <clears throat> it didn't have to be if he didn't want it to be, but he really wanted no, it think, to be. No, I think part of, part of the the creepiness of the way he's done it is the way in which he's gotten these puppets to move. That's exactly it, because, I mean, they're phenomenal-looking puppets, but they're clearly puppets. They're, right, they're there's no question. Not yeah. to be mistaken for people, but the way they move is uncannily real. I swear I've read something about this. You may have. The, I the, had to. The first film came out quite... We may have even talked about it. I'm almost sure we might have. I'm almost sure we might have. I think I read an article about it in my, in Gothic Beauty. And that's, that's a real magazine. Um, but I think in my Gothic Beauty, they did a review of it. Or they talked to him or something. Because I remember that name distinctly. And it's... I, I did too. And you know when I when I saw the picture for the Millet Calder's End, I did it didn't immediately have the other film, 
um, mm-hmm. on it. I mean, if you just look at the top of the page, you don't see it. Right. You and don't. I was like, you know what this looks like? And then I was like, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> Same guy. <laughs> and oh. so, so they wanted $32,000 to make this movie. They more than doubled that. Wow, nice. Which is how crowdfunding should work. Should work. You get uh, well, people that's... interested in your project, they form a crowd, and they <laughs> fund you. This crowd, they give you some money. Each person gives you a little money, uh, and then <laughs> and then you get to make your thing way better. So the people participating, the the voice actors participating in this, Kevin McTurk is directing, Ryan Murphy is screenwriting. Okay. Uh, we got we got Jason Fleming doing the voice of Nicholas Grimshaw. He was um, in X Men First Class. He was oh. in the Curious Case of Benjamin Button. I wouldn't put that on my resume, but go ahead. Well, he was also in a film called Snatch. That's British, isn't it? Yes, it's the one. He, uh, he is Don- British, and then Donna Donna's husband did that. Yes. Yeah. And then the other, the lovely actress playing the witch of the witch at Calder's End is Barbara Steele. Woo! See, I thought that was going to happen. I yeah, just got me excited. Too. I, this is why I went there. So, I mean, just this project looks so freaking amazing. I can't even believe it. And you know a project's going to be amazing when you have ridiculously high tiers and some of them actually are taken? Five people pledge $5,000 or more. Wow. And if you don't oh, know who Barbara Steele is, children, look it up. One one person pledged 3,000. Three people pledged a grand. Nice. Two good, pledged good for them. 500. One 250. I mean, they have some, some... I mean, when you get people at the multiple thousands of dollars, come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I personally... <laughs> selected the twenty-five dollar tier. I, I got the digital, digital downloads. Good for you. I'm excited. I don't want anything physical. How how much more time do, are are you allowed to pledge, Kriana? Um, zero days. Yeah. Oh. Negative four days ago. Darn it. Which is why I had it down to talk about last week, guys. I'm sorry. Darn it, darn it. I'm sorry. Oh, now I'm going to have to give my money to, to Cobra Island. Well, <laughs> well, you know what, Dead Redhead? You can come over and watch it with me. Okay. Hey, you know, there's there's been an interesting shift in uh, deliveries of uh, of scripted shows, and, and in particular uh, scripted half hour and, and one hour series. Uh, I was going to say stealing them out of the cars from Breaking Bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, there's been like pay services like HBO. Have yeah, been don't doing... mind me. I'm just talking to Cameron. Oh, that's okay. Hey, Cameron. How are you, buddy? Hi, Cameron. <laughs> wink, wink. Wink, wink. You know, HBO's been doing, and, and Skinamax and the rest of them have been doing their own scripted shows for a while now. Uh, but in the coming months, uh, Netflix and Amazon are actually coming out with two very, very, very interesting genre 
series. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, Netflix has already come out with one or two of them. So. Right, they have. This is and not like new. something else, too. And they're working on a, a new season of Arrested Development, so woohoo! Yes, I know, and I cannot wait to see that. That is one of my all-time favorite series in the universe. But Netflix is going to have uh, a series done by An- Andy and Lana Warshawski, uh, who did the Matrix franchise, and J. Michael Straczynski of Babylon 5. So they are working together on a 10-episode drama called Sense8, a gripping global tale, in parentheses, huh. of minds linked and souls hunted. I'm sure it'll be better than its PR. <laughs> it kind of has to be, first of all. But, I mean, but second of all, I mean, you know, Warshawski's and Straczynski is, yep. first of all, unpronounceable. But... <laughs> Yeah, and and how do you pronounce it, Dome? Together. How do you pronounce it, Dome? Um, um, Delancey. Exactly. <laughs> Delancey. But, I mean, you know, those three minds working together on a single project, you know, it cannot be bad. Yes, it can. No. Yeah, well, it could. We can hope it won't be. Yeah, that's, that's more realistic. And while Netflix is doing that, Amazon is doing something that I think is probably a little bit more odd. Uh, their first official series at Amazon is going to be Zombieland, the series. That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, I'm a little excited about that, actually. Based on the movie Zombieland. Well, obviously. Awesome. Wow, thanks, Tom. Really? Was well, it? you know, I'm sorry, is but it? I had to be fairly obvious about it. Uh, it's being directed, the series is being directed by Eli Craig, who uh, did Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. And the original Zombieland writers, Rhett Reese and Paul Wernick, are on uh, for the entire run. Uh, and there's not a whole lot else there, and it kind of worries me. However, if we can go back to your Netflix, did you see what else they're trying to do, Dome? Speaking tell me, of- tell me, tell me. They're trying to bring Enterprise back. You know no! What? No, that's my my question is if you could bring Enterprise back, should you bring Enterprise? No, I mean it started out okay, and then it just it crashed, it burned, it died, and we were glad when it died because it was just so like it was like a train wreck. You couldn't turn away, but watching the (laughs) twisted metal girders impale the bodies of characters that you once loved was just so painful. (laughs) Sorry. I have feelings. Do do I get to talk now? (laughs) (laughs) No. Okay. Uh, You know what? It's probably a good idea uh, if it's done right, but the chances of being done right are infinitesimal and small. That's a problem. Um, The reality of what happened with Enterprise was it started off really good, got incredibly insipid very quickly, and just as they were turning around, Paramount pulled the plug on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, had they left it alone for probably the remainder of that season, it could have gone on and become very strong. It seems like every one of the next gen episode, uh, next gen series, has that slump that they go through very early on where they start off very strong and then lose it all. 
and uh, they just didn't let this one happen. And I've got to tell you, the only reason that I would say yes, do that, is because the episode that they they shut the series down on was so vomitous. <laughs> tell us how what you really feel after that one. <laughs> I, it, it was so bad. I remember we were we were on Clear Channel at the time that uh, that show was was airing. And we had a couple of guests on, the sci-fi chicks uh, from Trumbull, Connecticut. And a couple of them are still listening to us. Hello, ladies. Uh, and, <laughs> Who? And they, what are their names? Kelly Larichelle and uh, her sister. And I, for the life of me, I cannot remember her name. It's not Laura, is it? Laura Larichelle? No. That'd be cool, though. It's Laura in the chat. <laughs> there is a Laura in the chat room. That's why I was yeah, asking. Say, Hi, Laura. Hi, Laura. So, <laughs> Sup, Laura. <laughs> so, the, so the reality is that, uh, Kelly uh, was so upset uh, at watching the show turn around and then having it hung out to dry the way it was that she went on a 10-minute rant on Clear Channel that I thought was going to get it shut down. It was so funny. And in the end, we got shut down for entirely different reasons. For entirely different reasons. And for sports. Oh, my shiny metal ass. Uh, but that's a whole different story. So do I think it should uh, get a second shot? Yeah, I do. If only just to redeem itself from that last episode. Do I think it will? Uh, probably not. Do, and if it does, do I think it will redeem itself again? Probably not. But who knows? I mean, it's nice to think about shit like that. Is it, is it nice or is it just depressing? I, I don't know. No, in this case, it's probably That'd not. Be nice. You know, I, you know, I watched an episode of Firefly the other day, and um, still holds up, doesn't it? Well, it does, but Nathan Fillion was so young. Oh, he was such a oh. punk ass. Wasn't he? I didn't, I didn't realize it at the time because I was so young. <laughs> but like, like no, no, but like looking at him now. He's like, I'm like, he was a baby. How did anyone take him seriously? He's not that old. Well, I was thinking, you know, the whole I know, but he's gotten some that. chub for Castle. He has, a, <laughs> he has a little chub now. It's like David Boreanaz. He looks a little older now than he did. Well, that's because David Boreanaz is significantly older now than he was during oh, Angel. That's that true. true. That's true. I don't want to think about how long ago that was. Yeah. Boy. <laughs> was a long time ago. Yes, it was. <laughs> hey, can I say something about uh, one of one of uh, a person who's becoming one of my favorite uh, local does, artists? Does it does it matter if we say you can or not? I think you're going. No, it really it. doesn't because I'm going to, <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do it because of uh, well, we've been uh, kind of talking to and admiring the work of Rihanna McCulloch for a while. Yay! And she just does the most charming wonderful artwork around and she's kind of got this specialty of uh describe what it is describe what what is chibis yeah 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 yeah. okay she draws wicked cute little minis of your favorite characters see how hard that was <laughs> no but then what does she make oh them? oh and then she she puts them on opaque white shrinkies which are just perfect for things like earrings 
and necklaces and charm bracelets and stitch markers if you're a knitter, um, which I may or may not be using a bunch of them for stitch markers right now as we speak. <laughs> I never knit during the show. That's never a lie. ever. I always Nor do you knit. ever drink during the show, do you? I... None of us have do anything but stare at our screens exactly. and talk. I, well, I'm I'm in the chat room right now, so yeah. But you're allowed to type then. I, yeah, I'm talking to Laura and Cam, my bestest friends ever, obviously. <laughs> hi. They're, they're so cool. They say hi. They are. They are. But, I mean, the reality is she, uh, well, Kriana, you just got a whole ton of, of different stuff. Okay, so here's why I'm the coolest person ever. Uh, also Rhiannon. But mostly me. Um, so wait. <laughs> all right, all right. So I found this thing online where you can add a little bracket to your iPhone 5 um, that adds a little cell phone charm hook onto it, which is awesome because I love Japanese stuff and I totally miss having a cell phone charm ever since I got an iPhone. And I was like, yes. I am so getting this. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> but what do I want to put on there? And I immediately thought of Rhiannon and I thought, hmm. If I could have anything, what would I put on here? And then I thought, what is the coolest episode of Doctor Who ever? Obviously, the answer is Vincent and the Doctor. Oh. <laughs> Obvi- well, see, I would, I would have gone see, someplace no, else. No, no one is going to say the same thing, except for many people say Blink. But that's a, that's a Doctor Light episode, so it doesn't count. Um, I Blink, but... Everyone says Blink, but... Uh, my personal favorite is Vincent and the Doctor because right. I just think Vincent is adorable and I love Amy Pond. It, Brian's not here, so shut up, Brian. He can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought, wouldn't it be cool if I could ask Rhiannon to do a Vincent for me? And then I thought, well, if I'm going to get a Vincent, I might as well do an Amy. And if I'm going to do an Amy, I might as well do a Doctor. So I, I sent her off an email. I and- noticed you didn't say Rory. Well, Rory wasn't in that episode. He was dead at the time. Oh, that's true. And Amy okay. couldn't remember him. So I sent There's her off an email, there. and I said, how how much would it cost to do these? I'm thinking, like, oh, geez, how, how many of these am I going to be able to afford? And, and she goes, well, you know, I, I usually charge this much for these and this much for that. And how does $5 sound? Ah! It's like five dollars Kriana what's nine hundred of the <laughs> you don't yeah, understand that's not an exaggeration that's either. sort of what happened <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I ordered I ordered Vincent and Vincent with a paintbrush and Amy with a sunflower because the whole episode Amy's bringing him sunflowers and trying to cheer him up and it's adorable and um, she did a custom 11th doctor for me with his green sonic screwdriver and I then thought, who is my favorite character get to get commissions of? Obviously, Abe Sapien. Yep. And and so on, on top of this five dollar commission, I I got some tiny shrinkies. I got postcard prints. Obviously, that cost above the five dollars. But I, I think I ended up spending like eighty dollars. You went crazy! I, I did go crazy, because then on top of those custom things that I got, I got a mini set of her Next Generation, which includes Picard, Riker, Data, Worf, Troy, Jordy, Crusher, Wesley, and Q. Oh my goodness. I, Q, who is played by... <laughs> John, John Delancey! There yeah. you go! Good Why say what night? Job. Holy shit. 
I got her full set of doctors, all 11. I got her Weeping Angel, her Dalek, and her Cyberman, two TARDISes. I got I got her full family greatest hits album. I got her full set of Firefly, which includes the entire crew of Serenity. Yep. And not only that, but you know what's really what's really great about Rhiannon is that at Rhode Island Comic Con when we met her for the second time. Time. Third time. Yeah. Maybe third time. Could be third. Um, I saw her Kaylee, and I thought, you know. It would have been really cool if you had done that Kaylee with her parasol. And she was like, oh, you're so right. And then I didn't think anything of it. But three days after Rhode Island Comic Con, I got an email. And she was like, I kept thinking about what you were saying about Kaylee. And it was all I had to do was move her hands a little. And here are some desktop pictures of her with her parasol. (laughs) And I was like, that's the awesomest ever. So so I got some of Kaylee with her parasol and I was I was on a roll and I, at some point during our correspondence because of course she she sent me proofs of this art before she printed anything up so just to make sure I liked it in case I wanted to change anything. It was like this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. Don't change anything. Don't change anything, right? <laughs> and, and now Rhiannon was able to make her rent this month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Right. Well, at pretty some much. at some point, I said, "You, because she has her deviant tart up with her whole menu of chibis," and I said, "Rhiannon, you don't have any companions. It's pretty criminal that you don't have Rose." And Thank you. you know, you know, she didn't say a word to me about it, but the package came in the mail today. So the package came in the mail today, and immediately the first thing I noticed is that she sent me the original sketches, along oh, with my re- along with my requested prints, along with all of my various shrinkies that I've ordered. Oh, wow. I was like, That's amazing. Are you kidding me? Because the $5 that I, I was thinking in my head, that counts for actually drawing it and scanning it and coloring it and then printing out the first one, whichever size we'd agreed on. Right. So, and then every other printout was on top of that. I never in a million years expected her to, to send me the original sketches. But so they're... listen, guys, when you were at Boston Comic Well, Con... wait, I'm not done with the story oh, okay. yet. There's one more part. So I immediately noticed these sketches, and and all of a sudden I realized there's there's one extra postcard here, and it's blue, and... And it's a blonde girl with a Union Jack t-shirt. And I'm like, Rhiannon, you did a rose. Now, I don't know if she maybe had that in there, but she she did. And she sent me a little keychain size shrinky dink. She has three sizes of, of things, and the tiny ones are just perfect for earrings. And then the medium-sized ones are just about perfect for keychains. And then I, I don't know where you put the big ones. Maybe a pendant or something. But I mean... But they're just beautiful. I mean, and they're so... So cool. So when you're at Boston Comic Con, check her out because it's it's beautiful, cool art, and and it's affordable and it's fun, and and she's so talented. What can and I say? And speaking of Boston Comic Con, speaking of Boston Comic Con, Kriana, it's time to bring our guest in. Why, certainly. Did you see what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> That was see exactly what you've done. That was a precious, precious segue, guys. One ringy dingy. Rhiannon will actually be at Boston Comic Con, so we know. 
Colin, it's Kriana from Sci-Fi Saturday Night. Right, okay. Welcome Alrighty. to the show. Welcome we to the are show. on the air, Colin. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> so we've just been talking a little bit about a couple of our uh, local artists who are going to be at Boston Comic Con. Uh, so, Colin, could you take a few minutes and just kind of tell us this is probably the biggest Boston Comic Con ever this year? Uh, yeah, it definitely is, uh, especially in regards to space. We're physically doubling the size of the floor here by using um, a room next to the room that we've been in in the Heinz for the past two years. There's no one the exact same size on the other side of the wall, so we're going to have uh, both of them going at the same time. That's an incredible amount of floor space. Yes, it is. Yeah, we, we got some feedback that people were uh, uncomfortable last year with how crowded it was. Which oh, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> I think that's an understatement, point, sir. Because I, I was there. I know, hard to believe, right? I was there. <laughs> and... um. Saturday, you could not walk in the main, like, you could not physically walk. They were packed in, like, sardines. Yeah, it was amazing. Uh, so many people were there. Right. Well, the scary thing was watching it, like, 8.30 Saturday morning, uh, the line start to wrap around the hinds, and I'm just kind of going, oh, my God. And uh, the, it just filled up very, very quickly. And, of course... At our vantage point, which is at the entranceway, uh, where our booth was, it was like a, for three or four straight hours, just a never-ending stream of people coming in. Uh, yeah, it, it was, uh, I, I would periodically go out and check the line a couple times last year, and I was amazed at how long it, it, it just kept going, going, going. Do you know about what the number was last year, Colin? I don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, it was definitely over 8,000. Over two days. And, and a, the, the other incredible thing was the amount, the physical amount of artists that you had last year. I mean, I, I really think that was the most artists I've ever seen at a con in an awfully long time, especially right. in Boston. Well, yeah, definitely in Boston. Um, yeah, we're pretty dedicated to having lots of artists at the show, and we're lucky that we've been able to host so many. Um, this year, we just sold out uh, all of our artist tables plus all of our vendor tables, so it looks like we're going to be another big year for us. So, so wait, I'm, am I hearing this correctly? You've doubled your floor space, and you still right. sold out all the tables. Right. We haven't. We're, we're utilizing the space a bit differently this year, so it's not like we're it's we're not having double the amount of tables, but it, we're, 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 we've redone the map, so it's it'll it'll be a bit more elbow room for for everyone. From but that's artists. still kind of amazing. I, I mean, even if there aren't double tables, that those rooms are humongous. There's still got to be certainly more. I'm sorry. I, I said, even if you haven't doubled the amount of tables, those rooms are huge. There must be more than last year, for sure. Oh, definitely more. But I'm not. It's not. It's not like we have twice as 
the number of tables. But it's still so impressive to sell out, and so I feel like it sold out fast. Um, you know, it's it's a month down from the show. It'd be nice if we sold out a little earlier, but I guess uh, <laughs> people were waiting. So, one of the coolest things about Boston is, first of all, that it's artist-centric, uh, much more than any other uh, con that i I ever been at. I mean, it's 90, 90% art and artists, and that's, like, huge in terms of uh, what a Comic-Con, you know, used to be, should be. It's not about uh, anything. Right. <laughs> Although you know there is there is some celebrities that are going to be there, it's it's a significantly decent mix of local and uh, national well-known art. So who are some of the uh, uh, national and international uh, artists who are going to be guesting at Boston this year? Um, well, a few of the artists, uh, some of the new folks that we've had uh, uh, Carlos Pacheco from Spain is one I'm really excited about because I've been to a lot of conventions across the US and I've never had the opportunity to meet him before he's worked on stuff like uh, Avengers Forever uh, Justice Society uh, he was just doing X-Men during the Avengers versus X-Men uh, crossover last year and he's right now he's going to be working on Marvel's big crossover for this year, uh, Age of Ultron. Uh, who else we have? We have Mark Bagley coming, who's the artist of titles like Ultimate Spider-Man and New Warriors, Thunderbolts, Avengers Assemble, and he's currently working on the Fantastic Four relaunch. Uh, George Perez, who is Yay! A I love George Perez. <laughs> introduction. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. My favorite Wonder Woman artist of all time. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, new Teen Titans, too. It's Teen Titans right. stuff is amazing. And then there's, like, just tons and tons and tons. Mike of Mignola, who I had the pleasure of being able to introduce once, who I really like Mike. I, I love, I've, I have, like, the first issue of Hellboy. I love all his stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely a brilliant artist, and lots of people are happy to see him uh, back on Hellboy, doing both the writing and the art with the mm. new Hellboy and Hellshare series. Craig Russo, who does the most amazing Harley Quinn stuff ever. <laughs> so I have an affinity for Harley Quinn. I, I know that comes as a shock to everybody. <laughs> <gasps> Uh-oh. Just kidding. Oh. Okay, good. I'm saying, and, and Bill Willingham, which... Again, as a big Fables fan, I'm very happy to see him. Yeah, definitely. Fables is, a, is a definitely a huge title, and uh, a lot of people are really excited to see him. Um, this year we're going to be doing a writer's panel, so it, it'll be him and Steve Niles, and who else? I'm, I'm afraid I don't have it in front of me, but... Uh, that's something that a lot of people have asked for for you know, writer-centric stuff. So they'll be talking about writing comics. Is is do my eyes deceive me, or is Marky Ramone going to actually be there? <laughs> yeah, that's a new addition. Um, that I just that 
they must have just added last weekend. I uh, don't really know. That's fine to me and what to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> the drummer for the Ramones and Richard Hell and the Voidoids. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, he's only one of the last left, so... <laughs> Wow. I, I don't think I've ever met any of the Ramones before. That will be a new one. And you can evidently buy his pasta sauce. I didn't know he made pasta sauce. Okay. <laughs> I think it's like the, the Grateful Dead wine. Ah, okay. And I, I know my own personal favorite, the uh, Kiss Forever group, will be there. If you haven't seen it already, please, please, please go to our YouTube channel and and, and watch it. Oh, God. Please Here we go again. Dome gets molested by the Kiss Forever guys. It's the funniest thing I've seen in my life. Yeah, somehow I get the feeling that that link is going to be up on the show. Forever. Uh, Colin, what about some of the other things besides going and meeting your favorite artists, getting things signed and so forth? What are some of the other things people will be able to do at the show? Uh, we should have the panel schedule up uh, this weekend, and it's got a bunch of whole, uh, a, a lot of different activities going on. Uh, we're bringing back the Comic Con Comics uh, stand up comedians. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, well, uh, there'll be uh, a film fest with some uh, zombie movies going on. Woo! Uh, what else? Gaming. Um, yeah. Gaming, you mean like uh, on table gaming? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So lots of stuff for, every, you know, something for everybody to do. So the gaming schedule includes uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, and all different kinds of events throughout uh, uh, Saturday and Sunday, it looks like. That's correct. And zombie films all day Sunday as part of the film festival. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, see, we should have that for Easter weekend, but that's just my thought. I agree. That's a whole <laughs> different conversation. <laughs> so I think it's an ecumenical matter. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever seen one Father Ted. That, yeah, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> one of the things that Boston Comic Con has never really done is brought in, like, uh, film and television actors. And this year, you have two cast members from Walking Dead who are going to be there. Lauren Cohen and John Berenthal. Correct. Uh, it's something we uh, a lot of fans have been demanding that we have uh, that we have some media celebrities, and uh, we're trying to dip our toes in, into that and reach some new audiences. It's uh, it's we've gotten some interesting reactions from it. And then the other the other actor who's going to be there is Jason David Frank, and right, the Mighty Power Rangers That's right on the MMA circuit. So Zombrarian is kind in of heck, excited, that's... and by kind of, I mean she called me, and I had to hold the phone about a foot away from my ear. <laughs> She's a little excited about that. 
And then there were things like uh, the the after parties. Uh, Lord knows the parties last year <laughs> were oh. after after uh, a day of incredible tiring Comic Con to stumble across the road to one of the pubs and yeah I think I did that. Hey, we I? partied with Mr. T. Yes, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> and you know what? It was it was very nice. I believe that was put on by our rival podcast. One of them was, yeah. The League yeah. of Ordinary Gentlemen. Actually, we love them. Just kidding. They're so cool. But the cool thing, too, is that you have about 50 or 60 featured guest artists here. And then you've got, my gosh, uh, what seems to be like 100 or so local artists as well. It's just incredible. Uh, yeah, the, the local artists always come out and go for the show. Um, and it's a, if you're an art collector like I am, it's a great way to, to find some, somebody new that uh, to add to your sketchbook and stuff. You know, and, and the incredible thing, too, is that, you know, you're not spending or you don't have to spend hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars because a lot of the local artists are doing some incredible work at just beautiful, beautiful work at reasonable prices. I mean, for, for example, Rhiannon McCullough. Uh, but, uh, I mean, there, there are people who started off on the local circuit, like Sarah Richard, who is now just doing uh, oh, just incredible work. She was in yes, Mythology Space. Uh, she's done the My Little Pony covers. Uh, and what was the book she just did? Uh, Rihanna? Uh, Kitty and... and Dino. Kitty Dino. and Dino. I have a copy of that. Me too. Yeah. It's awesome. So cute. So, I mean, you know, there's, there's re- literally something for everybody unless you don't like this at all. Unless you hate <laughs> fun, yes. you're going to like this. If you don't hate fun... This will be a great weekend. If you hate fun, we cannot help you. We cannot help you. I mean, we've, we've got folks all the way from the classics. As we said, you're George Perez and and those guys all the way up to, I guess there's some Adventure Time people going to be there, Colin. Is that correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Shelly, Caroline, Braden, Lamb. And it's funny you should mention them because they, they are two local artists who have basically, you know, made good. Like, I've... I, I, I met them years ago at one of our earliest conventions, and uh, since then, uh, they, they're both, uh, I believe, founding members of the Boston Comics Roundtable. And over the, the past two years, they, they're, they're now uh, the lead artists on the Adventure Time and doing great things for themselves. There are a whole lot of people, if you look at uh, the list of artists who are there, who Gosh, we've uh, we met four years ago at, at the very first Boston Comic Con we went to. No, that was five years ago, wasn't it? That was in that basement of that that, ho- that what hotel. What hotel was it? I don't remember. It was the Pipe Bay event, sir. Oh, That's yeah. right. <laughs> that was the oddest yes. one ever. It was the most fun with all the little antechambers and and small side rooms all over the place through that. It place. was like a maze. You had to go through yeah, the maze. Yeah, a lot of the artists. <laughs> Specifically, still ask not to be put in in, in the little room. <laughs> 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 little room. <laughs> Boston, 
Comic-Con is Saturday and Sunday, April 20th and 21st at the Heinz Convention Center, 900 Boylston Street, Boston, Massachusetts. On Saturday, it's from 10 to 7, Sunday from 10 to 5. Uh, we'll have, we have the link permanently attached to our website so that you can get there from here and here from there. You should, uh, no, you, you have to say you can get there from here. Get from here? Come on, Dom. Do it right. <laughs> Colin, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Oh, thanks, Colin. It's a pleasure having you guys on. You have no idea. And it's always a pleasure showing up for the show. What's going on for the next couple of weeks? Kriana, I guess it's up to you now, huh? Well, next week we have New York Times bestselling author Tracy Hickman. Yes, we do. And coming up on April 13th, we have Mike Doherty and the cast of Z-Con. Yes, we do, oddly enough. And additionally, on April 20th, we have titillating author H.P. Mallory. Yes, we do. And it's going to be a joy. An absolute joy. I'm hoping we can get another really awkward bumper. <laughs> I love that so much. It's maybe one of my favorite ones. It's at least I, top five. I know. Dead Redhead. <clears throat> Sci Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of the Boston Comic Con, speaking of which, GraniteCon and of ComicArthouse.com. Visit ComicArthouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists, many of whom will be at Boston Comic Con. Tonight's outro music provided by the Traffic Lights. Pick up their CD, Hold a Folk, on Rob Watts Online. That's at, sorry, robwattsonline.com. My turn? <laughs> yes. Okay. You didn't say dome. dome. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was waiting and nothing. It never happened. happened. I want to thank tonight's guest, Colin Sullen from Boston Comic Con. I cannot wait. Check out the website. And make your accommodations now because it's well worth it. Uh, from the Revere Time Vortex, I want to thank the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana. You've done a yeoman's job all by yourself tonight. Well done. Woohoo! From the Four Color Vault of Comics, thank you, dead redhead. I will see yo, you. Yo, yo. <laughs> uh, uh, yeoman, too. <laughs> evidently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you know what? Uh, uh, yeah, I got the bottle of wine here. I'm moving on. This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy is increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everyone. I know.